The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, December 2nd. We've made it to the month of December. What a, what a glorious month it is. You can wear your toboggan inside. You can sip eggnog. And if you like, you can watch us stream all of our Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football recaps on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six hit that subscribe button if you haven't hit the like button and if you're watching this show on youtube for our thursday night football bets turn on alerts but first and then hit uh hit the old uh like button and uh tell us what your favorite thursday night bet is we'll be live after the game to recap cowboys at saints to look at it from a gambling perspective then joining me as he does every monday and every friday for the rest of eternity tyler sullivan sorry what's up buddy what's going on well i like the hat i like the, it's Thank really you. into the into the christmas winter season yeah, and it's you know the key to wearing a, like a Super Bowl toboggan is you got to wear it like you want to let people know that you work in like you know that you work in sports. You know, you right, just, right. In case anybody was wondering. Yeah, you know, just you know, I walk around with the CBS, uh, you know, right. North Face put, uh, zipper. You know, it's just like, hey, you know, this absolutely. Is I'll I'll throw on my like Super Bowl <laughs> like it's just it's gaudy Super Bowl stuff. I get out even notice. Actually, I, I mean, I tried not to know. I, I really don't notice. This is just my favorite toboggan. I thought I lost it two weeks ago. Anywho, if you want to see it, you can uh, check it out on uh, on YouTube. Cowboys minus four and a half at the Saints. Over under 47 and a half. There's a ton to discuss about this game. Uh, on the Cowboys side, we do have some answers. Amari Cooper activated. In fact, as we were preparing to record this podcast, I, I looked on Caesars and poof, all the Cowboys receiving props went, went away. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, and that's because Amari Cooper has been activated from the COVID list. He will play in New Orleans. Um, C.D. Lamb, full, full clear, clear. He's cleared. He's good to go as well. Michael Gallup, good to go. Um, Cedric Wilson and Malik Turner, I believe, are carrying questionable tags. But Zeke Elliott, good to go. So the Cowboys have a and Tyron Smith not on the injury report. Cowboys have their full complement of weapons on offense for this game in New Orleans. The questions then become. What happens with the Saints? And I, I do think there are several situations with the Saints that we just don't know yet. We were recording this at like 4 o'clock on uh, Wednesday. If We're hoping that we'll get the news about Alvin Kamara and who is starting at uh, quarterback for the Saints in the middle of this podcast. But I'm going to assume that Taysom Hill, who it's been reported would likely be the starter this week and who practiced in full despite a foot injury both Monday and Tuesday, is going to be named the starter at some point, probably as soon as we finish this podcast. I'm also going to assume, and I really need this for fantasy, that Alvin Kamara is going to play in this game, uh, limited in practice on Monday and Tuesday, but I think he was uh, got more reps on Wednesday. The two concerns, big concerns, are, well, there's, there's three, there's more than two, but the two biggest concerns now, I think, are Teron Armstead, who didn't practice Monday or Tuesday with a knee injury, and Ryan Ramchek, who didn't practice, who practiced, on Monday, but not on Tuesday with a knee injury. Those two tackles, Sully, 
uh, matter a lot. They might matter more than Kamara or more than even, you know, uh, Taysom Hill versus Trevor Simeon. Right. And, and especially when you start going from practicing to not practicing in the middle of the week, that trajectory is not the greatest for anybody going into any sort of game. For me, I'm paying attention, obviously, to Hill. And, and, and when you talk about those tackles there, too, especially for somebody who has a running style like Taysom Hill, they're going to want all their tackles healthy in this to really push things along for them, particularly when they start to get into the red zone there. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on there. For Hill, it was reported that he's also taking the first team reps at starting quarterback this week. So that's another indication that if he's healthy, he is actually going to be the starter this week over Trevor Simeon. Yeah. I, I mean, I almost feel like we can pencil that one in, even though we yeah. need the uh, the first, you know, we, we need the, the actual technical answer from, uh, you know, from uh, Sean Payne. And for what it's worth, you know, there's not a lot of people reporting on the Saints right now because they're all busy reporting on Brian Kelly, who is just got introduced as LSU's head coach. Like, I went to check Larry Holder's Twitter feed to see if he had any information on Kamara, you know, because nothing had popped. We hadn't seen anything pop up, and it's just just tweets about Brian Kelly, which is fine. My my feed, my Twitter feed tweets about Brian Kelly. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it does seem like he'll play. The Cowboys, I would say, are in substantially better shape health wise than the Saints, which probably explains why this line. Let's see, what, what, what are we at? Uh, it was four and a half, st- holding steady at four and a half. The total hadn't moved either. This line was like six early in the week and dropped pretty precipitously down to four and a half. What do you like in the game, Sully? Well, that's the thing, too. It's another thing we should probably note here as well. The reason why it dipped or, you know, what, what a lot of people think it might be is Mike McCarthy's not going to be coaching in this oh, game. Yeah. He tested Good positive point. for COVID. The, the Cowboys, personnel-wise, they'll have a lot of their guys. But the coaching staff, I believe five coaches or personnel members uh, we're going to be out of this game, not traveling to New Orleans, including head coach Mike McCarthy. Dan Quinn going to take over with the as head coach, and I ah, and so, ah, ah, not true. Not the head coach. That's not his title, Sully. Uh, Please, well, whatever, whatever it is, you know what his title is? What's it? What is? What is it? The point person for decision making <laughs> processes <laughs> for the for the decision making process. This, so nothing. Make this is the funniest thing to me <laughs> of the entire season. It, 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 since I guess since Mike McCarthy did the Austin Powers routine in training camp and on hard knocks, like he's like so desperate. He just won't call Dan Quinn, the interim head coach. Like he's I did the, several radio hits. And they asked me about, coach. What's that? He's the assistant to the head coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. It's a little office bit. I, I did all these, I did radio interviews all day Wednesday. And I was like, they're like, what do you think? You know, what do you think about the game on Thursday? I was like, I was like, do, do you guys know what Dan Quinn's title is for this game? They're like, Interim head coach, obviously. It's like, no, he's, quote, the point person for the decision-making process. (laughs) Be more scared of your job, like job security. Also, like, way to instill confidence in Dan Quinn going, this is a masculine on the job title, geez. Yeah. Although, look, if if the Cowboys roll the Saints and Dan Quinn does a great job coaching and people will be, the streets will be talking, you know. Yeah. If the and defense look, has been playing well this year, you know, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be some buzz. They've lost three or four, and the offense has kind of been the problem. You could wonder how this team would look if Dan Quinn was coaching it and Kellen Moore was just in charge of the offense. One could wonder that. Um, at any rate, that's that's beside the point. Uh, what do you – but you're correct to bring that up. They will be shorthanded on the coaching staff. I do think it matters. I mean, Dan Quinn is has been a head coach, so he's used to being on the sidelines, but he's – this defense has been operating really well with Quinn in the press box. And I mean, the reality is you just have a, you know, I mean, you know, you're more in, you're more in tune with the game on the field, but you have a, you have an all 22 view from the press box or from the coach's box. And you know, you're, you're, you're adding more stuff to his plate. You're adding 
you know, uh, in-game management to his plate. So it wouldn't be surprising to me if the defense's performance dipped a little bit here because Quinn has more on his plate as a result of Mike McCarthy not being there. Yeah, I definitely think that's interesting. You know, it's something to obviously think about there. To me, I still don't think it really matters too much. I'm ta- I'm laying the points of the Cowboys. Okay. Four and a half. It's not a huge number for me to be like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm totally walking away from this, especially when – even if Taysom Hill is playing, and I'm operating under the assumption that Taysom Hill is going to be the starter there, he's still nursing that foot injury. It's not something that is, I mean, again, he's practicing fully, he's he's participating in practice, but I do think there's a reason why they haven't started him over the last four weeks here, when they're still giving, for some reason, they're giving him just he's not, he's not even getting the reps. So, so to me, it's just, he's, yeah, he's not getting reps. This is the first week that we're actually starting to see it. When they were getting blown out by the Bills on Thanksgiving, you'd think that Sean Payton would want to mix it up with a guy active like Taysom Hill, but he even said he's not ready to play quarterback. So now, seven days later, things have changed. It, it, it's certainly interesting there from that standpoint of, all right, well, maybe you're just trying to grasp at straws. For me, I'd much rather take a team that's going with a interim point person slash head coach and a full healthy roster than someone who is starting a new quarterback that could be banged up in their most powerful weapon on offense. And Alvin Kamara still might not be a hundred percent. And then obviously the tackles too. That's why I'm laying the points. I just 20, I can't, yeah, can't see it. No, 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 it's a perfectly fair reason. 22% of the snaps, uh, first game back and then thir- 31% of the snaps, uh, two weeks ago, Nada against the Bills, which, as you've noticed, is very weird. Um, I'm going to take the Saints. Just a lean, sort of feeling underdoggy this week. There's a lot of home dogs with a catch a lot of points. And, um, yeah, the Saints in the, in the Superdome, primetime game. Sean Payton gets weird chips on his shoulder, and I do think that um, you know, he wants coached. You know, I'm not saying it's, I'm not calling this a full revenge game. We're not going to give it that designation. But I think Sean Payton – like is perfectly fine. Also, I mean, Sean Payton wasn't it Dan Quinn who was coaching the Falcons when Sean Payton did the Halloween choke like at Devontae Smith? I think you might be right. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it may have been Mike Smith. I could be wrong. But um, uh, anyway, they've co- he's coached against Dan Quinn a lot. Uh, you know, he Sean Payton coached Sean Payton Sean Payton coached for the Cowboys as well. I just think there's a I think Sean Payton builds up animosity for, for no particular reason, just out of pure spite, which I totally respect because I do the same thing. Um, so I'm going to take the, the Saints plus four and a half. I'm also, I, I, if I'm betting this, I like the under. Yeah. I know the I'll Cowboys can score, but Dallas is going to want to run the ball. Mike McCarthy not being there, I think he's going to be like, we got we got to give Zeke a full load, you know, like get out there and like, you know, run the ball. And I know Kellen, you'll call the plays, but look, you know, let's, let's pound the ball. And, and then, on the other side, it behooves the Saints to not get involved. In, they can't win a track meet yep. against Dallas. If it's back and forth shootout, they cannot win a track meet. So I, I like I like that under 47 and a half. The, let's see, Dallas is currently, the this is four and five defenses overall by DVOA. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas is, the Saints are one against the run right now, 13th against the pass. Dallas fourth against the pass, 18th against the run. So I think, Maybe that this defensive matchup sets up okay for the Saints in terms of we got Kamara, we should have Mark Ingram, we hope. Let's pound the ball, slow it down, maybe some trick plays, a little Trevor Simeon mixed in, but but try and win with Taysom Hill and, and sort of a, a rock fight of sorts. 
And I'll tell you this, too, over the last three weeks here, opposing quarterbacks going up against the Saints are attempting a league-low 26.3 pass attempts mm. per game, which is you Good know stat. something that we'll talk about with the props. But also that makes sense when we're talking about an under standpoint. They want to slow these games down. And, you know, and we're talking about a game that includes, you know, these are all losses for the Saints, too. And this is all including, you know, Josh Allen going off last week. It's not like these, you know, Dak Prescott can still find success here, but they want to slow these games down. They're not giving a lot of these quarterbacks a ton of opportunities to throw the football, especially now when you have Taysom Hill potentially as the quarterback and potentially Alvin Kamara back. They're going to be grounding, you know, pounding the football there. One thing I did want to mention, though, another stat here, as it, we're talking about the spread, that I just think that it's so stark that I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Dallas this season, 6-0 and against, or, you know, in their last six, 6-0 and against the spread against the NFC. Meanwhile, you have the Saints, 3-8 and against the spread against teams with a winning record. Sorry, give me that again. The, the Dallas is... Dallas, 6-0 and in their last six uh -huh. against the NFC. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's right. Breach points out they lose the AFC for like for whatever reason. For, for whatever reason. They're yeah. great against the NFC. For some reason, they, they can't cover or whatever against the AFC. And then the Saints, meanwhile, when they go up against good teams, teams with winning records, they're three and eight against the spread. Mm, that's concerning. So, for sure. We assume Dallas is good. We assume, yes. We assume Dallas is good. I think Dallas is good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we, I could go into a larger discussion about Mike McCarthy's job security and why he's petrified to named Dan Quinn, the interim coach and how he, how the Dallas, Dallas radio is like, Hey, are you like, how do you, what do you do in times of turmoil like this? Like, what do you go back to? Like trying to, you know, trying to figure things out when everything's falling apart. And I was like, I was listening to the radio. I was like, they're seven and four. Like, I mean, I know they've lost three or four, but like, like everybody take a breath. They're seven and four, you know, because if you, if you spaced out those losses, you know, like one loss, two wins, one loss, two, like no, everybody's like, all right, you know, they're, you're not going to win all your games, but you're also seven and four. And four. Like, you're also seven heck? and four in the NFC East. It's not like you're seven and four in the NFC West. Yeah, exactly. Oh, here we go. Taysom Hill in line to start. This is uh, Ian Rappaport. I assume this is actually from. He said, oh, "Yeah, Amari Cooper's questionable." Did I say that before? I thought, "Yeah, Amari Cooper's questionable." That's right. Okay. Uh, Taysom Hill practiced fully all week and has no injury status, so Taysom Hill should be good to go. Alvin Kamara is questionable. So we will probably not see any Alvin Kamara props uh, jump up until we get closer to game time on Thursday. We'll talk about that or today. Yeah, go ahead, sir. I was going to say, and you'll probably not see a lot of Mark Ingram either. Yeah, probably won't see any rushing props. Maybe Taysom Hill pops up. Um, you know, I think on Caesars right now, we have, let's see if they update. I mean, it'll probably be a minute before they update. But, um, you know, we have Dak Prescott. We have... Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard. They're good about putting all these up. Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, Samari, CeeDee Lamb, Nick Vanette, Marquez Calloway, Trinkle Smith, Deontay Harry, you know, everybody. But we're just not going to get Alvin Kamara. It's probably going to be a hot minute before we get Taysom Hill, too, just because of how uh, that works. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we will give out some props. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating 
out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. As we mentioned, props are tough to deal with here because you just don't have a lot of people to work with. And we now think we know that Taysom Hill is going to start. It would be pretty shocking if, if he didn't start, right? Um, given that, I'm going to jump on in and uh, take Marquez Callaway under receiving yards because Alvin Kamara is questionable, which is better than ruled out. And I think, I think he'll play, but I think they just can't give him a full go. Because they, you know, they want to have room to, you know, you want to be, if he can't go, you want to be able to maneuver your roster such that uh, you get somebody else in there. Um, and I, I, Callaway is a guy who just didn't, he, he wasn't seeing a ton of, he wasn't running a ton of routes on Trevor Simeon dropbacks anyway. And now he is dealing with likely Taysom Hill under center and Alvin Kamara back. That's just going to take away from his receptions and targets and again i really think the saints are going to condense this game as much as possible uh what about you you are you mentioned the pass attempts dak prescott under falls yeah, right in line. So to me so to me i'm right there and, and speaking as a former uh marquez callaway fantasy owner as someone who drafted him this mm. year yeah i can i'm with you on the under just because mm. it hasn't hasn't really worked out that pick didn't really work out for me i was hoping he could fill in for michael thomas which who I also drafted didn't didn't work out for you, boy. Yeah, I drafted Michael was, Thomas myself. Didn't work. That was out. not not the best move. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm I like uh, Prescott under 35 and a half pass attempts. I actually think that that's moved around a little bit since I've submitted that. But it, it's under the same premise there. Uh, you know, over the last three weeks, like I mentioned, 26.3 pass attempts per game opposing quarterbacks have had against the Saints. And even if you just expand that over the course of the season, it's 34.3. They don't like really to open things up, like you said, and, and turn it into a track meet. They just don't have the horses right now, whether it's because they don't have Michael Thomas or it's a not healthy Alvin Kamara or it's whoever is under center just doesn't have the ability to go up against a Dak Prescott in that kind of offense that the Cowboys are bringing to the table. So they're going to slow things down a little bit more. And, and ultimately, I think the Cowboys, too, I, you know, as much as they're getting everybody back, they're not, I don't think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at this game, especially because I think that they should be able to win 
against the Saints. They should be able to build a lead and then try to churn out a little bit more of a running game, especially when you don't have your head coach. It's more of a get up, slow it down, and try to run away with this win. Yeah, I mean, and look, uh, you know, I think Marcus Davenport is on the injury list as well. That was the other guy I meant to mention, but um, for the Saints. But, you know, this is a good New Orleans defense. Yeah. You don't need to – I mean, in the, same, in the same reason that you don't want to – if you're New Orleans, you don't want it to become a track meet. I don't think Dallas wants to get over aggressive going into a day, like a, a hostile environment on a Thursday night. Massive. I mean, the Saints are really desperate, Sully. Like they are currently, where do they stand? In the conference, they are the 10 seed at five and six. A win in this game would put them into in back in as the seven seed, at least until the weekend, you know, until we get to Sunday. Uh, and if things break their way, maybe they stay there. I mean, this is a Huge game for the Saints. And we can say that the Cowboys, I mean, Cowboys are the better team. Yeah, for sure. They're favored by, you know, they're favored by essentially 10. I guess it would be, what, seven, a touchdown on a neutral field. But, I mean, I, I've watched the Jets win several times in the last few weeks. I watched the Bills lose to the Jaguars. Um, anything, any given Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I think I like that idea with – like, my point being is that I expect the Cowboys not to be hyper-aggressive and how they approach this on offense because you can run into trouble going up against a good Saints defense. Um, Zeke Elliott, over two and a half receptions for you, two, minus 160. But, I mean, if they're, if they're saying they're going to give Zeke a full load, then that is probably a pretty good bet. Yeah, to me, it just seems like it's too low of a number, especially, like you said, Jerry Jones is on radio talking about, nope, he's going to he, – we're giving him everything. It's not like it's we're limiting him at all. Or, and, and when you look at what he's done since the buy, and it's a little bit – I think these numbers are a little bit lower because everybody's coming back. Amari's back, CeeDee Lamb's back, Michael Gallup's there. This is the first time they'll have that trio of wide receivers since week one. So I think that that's why maybe these running back numbers for Zeke, or these receiving numbers for Zeke are a little bit lower. But you look at what he's done past the bye week seven since. It's 5.2 targets per game. He's catching around 85% of those targets. You're talking about that type of volume and that type of catch, catch rate. I don't know. I don't see how he doesn't go over this, especially when they're telling us, hey, listen, this guy's going to get a ton of work. I, I don't disagree with that at all. By the way, um, the other two, I would, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I think I like to keep it tight on these official plays just because we, I didn't even look to see. Oh, we did that crap on Monday, I think. Um, so we won't, we won't review that. Sorry. Sure. Producer Chris, if you made a graphic for that. Oh, no, we did hit first tight end, first touchdown, though, with Gerald Everett. I was going to say, yeah, we did the yeah. tight end, but um, anyway, but I was going to say, Looking at Caesars right now, they've added, they have a ton of calories actually down to 32 and a half. I'm graded at 34 and a half. Don't care what y'all think. Um, Traquan Smith, 40 and a half. Deontay Harris, 34 and a half. These are receiving yards, of course. And uh, Nick Vanette, eight and a half. I think under is perfectly fine on all of those because Taysom Hill is playing quarterback. This is not, I mean, if Taysom Hill comes out and is slinging it around, that would be a big surprise. And it would change, I mean, it would change the, the 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 trajectory of the Saints. We're talking about a playoff berth, but if all of a sudden Taysom is a quarterback quarterback, yeah. Okay, okay, you're making some noise now. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm just thinking back to when he came in last year. Let's see, just looking at the game logs. I mean, I mean, from so the four games in which he started. He averaged 208 passing yards, 208 point, 209 passing yards per game and had one passing touchdown. I mean, he's just not going to 
throw, I mean, he's just not going to throw the ball a bunch. I know? just, I don't understand the fascination. I don't understand why they keep giving him these, these crazy contracts and stuff. It's just, it seems like they, they want to use him as a quarterback, but also they don't want to use him as a quarterback. And when you're like, when you don't know what they want to do with the guy, it's, I, I don't know why you even deal with it. You try to figure it out. And we'll say that, uh, let's see, Emmanuel Sanders had six, or so they played the Falcons, but that's a bad defense. 104 yards for Michael Thomas, 66 for Manny Sanders. They might have played the Falcons twice with Taysom Hill. Uh, when they played the Broncos, oh, God, remember that was the Taysom Hill, uh, who was the quarterback for the Broncos? Kendall Hinton. Oh, boy. Remember he, he played in that game. Um, they were just, I mean, the leading receiver was Michael Thomas with four catches, 50 yards. That was a beat down, 31-3. So, but then they, uh, 21-16 over the Falcons the second time. Michael Thomas, again, 105 yards. Manny Sanders, 39. Traquan Smith, 42. So, I mean, you know, it, maybe it's possible that these guys get over on volume. I just don't know that they're – I don't know that that's how they want to play this game. Uh, and then we saw against the Eagles, Michael Thomas, 84. Traquan Smith, 60. Interesting. Um, Kamara, that was the first receiving – good receiving game for Kamara with Taysom Hill back there. And uh, Manny Sanders, 48. Jared Cook, 37. So, I, I guess it's possible these guys get there on those receiving yards. I just think if you blanket – hit the under on Saints receiving yards player, maybe avoid Kamara just in case they, they throw close to the line of scrimmage. I think you've got a good chance of hitting a lot of those just because Taysom Hill is under center. Uh, I do. However, like anytime Taysom Hill touchdown, they're going to use him in the red zone. If you start Taysom Hill, he's getting the ball somewhere in the red zone. You're just looking for a rushing play where he dives over the top plus plus one fifty. Sean Payton uses them. Anyway, we have a taste a Trevor Simeon drive where he comes in. And Taysom Hill still comes in in the red zone and, and does that. It wouldn't, you know, he could catch a pass. Sean Payton will cook up some red zone stuff for Taysom Hill uh, in this spot. Right. I almost think that Hill is 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 bench proof, where it's where it's like even if he stinks as a quarterback, it's sort he, of like and, and Trevor Simeon yeah. comes in, he's still like you said, still going to be in in play here, where it's you can have any, and, you know, you get into that red zone, and then all of a sudden he's just that guy. They bring him in, and, and like they've done with Drew Brees. I mean, if they're going to do it with Drew Brees, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. They're going to do it with Trevor Simeon, even if Hill was struggling earlier in the game. So to me, that makes makes a ton of sense there. Last one for me is uh, Michael Gallup over his receiving prop. It's 46 and a half that I have. Again, these things could be changing because Amari Cooper is coming in minus, minus 115. I I am not 100%. I mean, I know there's a lot of hype about Amari Cooper coming back, activated off the COVID list. But I'm still interested into how much he's actually going to be involved in this passing game. I, I, again, there's a lot of hype because it's the first time those three have been together since week one. And, and I understand that. But we're also a day removed from Mike McCarthy saying that he hasn't really been feeling that well. He's really not. He's really not great. It's not like he's he's back to full strength. It looks like the old Amari Cooper again. His head coach was just saying that. Yeah, no, he's still coughing around and stuff. And he's, he's questionable. I mean, like he's probably going to play, but I mean, he's you know. But in what in what fashion? So even if he does play, I do wonder if there's going to be a limited snap count here. And you have Michael Gallup coming off his best game of the season, over 100 receiving yards. And even when those three played together back in week one, he saw seven targets. So, I mean, if you're getting that type of heavy volume with those two other receivers in, in, in you're probably facing the number three corner on a given team, I, I love you to go over that number. All right. Um, I was, ah, God, these goons moved it down again. Um, I had uh, Dalton Schultz under 43 and a half receiving yards. It is now down to 41 and a half. It's getting a little thin there where you I don't know if I want to like, I, I, I was originally going to bet Dalton Schultz over receiving yards and then yeah. Amari was activated. Right. Right. Like I liked it a lot with no Amari, even with Gallup and CD lamb out there. Um, 
because Knox had a big week against them last week. Am I right? Uh, yeah, Knox? actually, I looked back at it, and Knox, Knox had two touchdowns, right? Yeah, against the, yeah. Um, and while you can't definitively say that linebacker, I mean, the uh, tight ends have lit up the Saints, there, if you look at the teams they played, it's just a lot of, like, very surprisingly productive outings from the tight end. So I think, man, I want to go, nah, <laughs> I might, you know what? I might flip back to, do I flip back to 41 and a half is low. I feel like he gets over 41 and a half. He's, he's heavily involved. I don't want to say heavily, but he's involved in the passing game. Again, well, I mean, that's really similar why I'm picking Gallup. It, it's just, those guys are still going to be target. They're, they're going to get a target share. And I don't think Amari Cooper's a hundred percent. So it's not like it's just going to go to CD and Amari. I do think that both Gallup and, and Schultz will be involved. All right. Flip me back to over <laughs> Schultz over 41 and a half receiving yards. Feel like I'm the goon who's switching all over the place as a result of this this movement. But I mean, I liked over 44 and a half originally because I, this is just too low. Like Schultz can get three balls and he can get there easily, uh, and they're not going to leave him in the block or anything like that. I don't think with a fully healthy offensive line. So I will, I will, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing right there. Uh, let's move on to uh, first touchdown props. Speaking of Dalton Schultz. I have Dalton Schultz as a first touchdown scorer in this game. Uh, I also added, like you, Sully, Taysom Hill at eight and a half to one. You shop around because I think he's 11 and a half or 11 in some spots. Uh, certainly, uh, you can find a good number on that. But like we say, get down the red zone, pretty good chance that the Saints are going to be looking to use Taysom Hill. Yeah, and to me, also, maybe just kind of wait it out, see what happens with Alvin Kamara, because who, if he is active in this game, I can't imagine a world where Alvin Kamara has worse odds than Taysom Hill to score the first touchdown. So that might boost him back a little bit, because I've already seen Caesars move it to 8-1. to one. So maybe that goes back to 8.5, maybe it bumps up to 9. Hill's somebody that I just, uh, I'm playing anytime touchdown that you had. I'm also playing him with it's the first touchdown here. It just makes too much sense. When they get into that red area, They've always leaned on Taysom Hill when he's healthy. And right now they're saying he's healthy. So you just, especially right now, that's good value. I think at eight and a half or eight. Yep. And uh, you also have Tony Pollard. Did you already mention him? Or did I? Yeah, no, I mean that one, it's more of a value. I do think I like even Schultz better at 11 to one. If I'm going 11 to one there, just because again, I think they're a little bit more involved New Orleans has been better against the run than they have the past this season. So maybe I'm fading that a little bit, but I still, I'll throw my hat in there to say, all right, Pollard, you know, could be, could be as they say that Zeke's going to be, you know, full load and everything like that. But, you know, teams have lied to us before. It's not like it's the first thing in the world. And Pollard's still someone who's going to be a key piece of this offense. Wouldn't surprise me you at all. Third and, you get third and goal from the seven and Pollard sure. might be in there. So Zeke, I like the sure. idea of uh, Schultz, Pollard and Gallup. Yeah. All those guys at 11 to one, because, you know, again, Amari Cooper's sort of soaking up some usage or soaking up some v value there in terms of the first touchdown score. Same with CD Lamb. Uh, Taysom Hill down to eight to one now. Um, and I, I, you know, those three guys could just easily be targeted in the red zone. Schultz, particularly, just screams value to be at 11 to one. Uh, and we so always talk about, and we always talk about quarterbacks with running equity. Obviously, we've been doing that with, with Taysom Hill. I, it's probably an attractive number, 23 to one with Dak Prescott, but we just it. haven't, but we just haven't seen it. He's, I don't think they want him to run. I don't, I think they're purposely avoiding calling running plays in the red zone for Dak because his calf injury, you know, hurt the ankle last yeah. year. They want him, they know that they have plenty of weapons for him to throw to. So it would really almost have to be like a, 
like a sprint out boot or like some type of bootleg sprint out type of deal where he just you know, doesn't have somebody open and sees the sees a window. I think, but I really do think they're trying to avoid those because right. they don't want him to I get hurt because they know their season is tanked if they do. All yeah, right, I'm, to, I'm totally there with you. That's it for the audio version of the pod. Thanks for listening. We will be over on YouTube breaking down the DraftKings slate for those of you who want to check that out. But if you don't, if you don't, you're just doing audio. Thanks for listening. We'll see you see the rest of y'all over on YouTube. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.